This is 365 Tech Buy Suites. Today, I am meeting up with someone who visited my tech talk last night. Last night on OSU's campus at AI Club, I was invited to give a lightning talk. So I presented how to build an Alexa skill in 15 minutes. I showed how to build a simple fact skill and demoed live, ran into a couple issues, but I used the new skill builder and published the video for that on YouTube, linked it on Twitter. So if you want to see how to build an Alexa skill in 15 minutes, I published that. But after the talk, student came up and asked if I wouldn't mind meeting up for him at lunch today. And I said, absolutely love when people ask and want to collaborate more. So I'm going to be meeting up with him. I can't remember what his name is, but he said he'll help me with an interview today. So I'll find out what his perspectives are on what CSE is like, computer science and engineering here at Ohio State University, as well as what he thinks of artificial intelligence club, AI club. And uh, maybe I can get some feedback from him on how my presentation was last night. I'm here with John Simmerlink. We met up last night at my tech talk at AI Club, and today we're chilling, discussing one of his project ideas that he's got going on. Do you want to talk? So I've got John with me, and he'll introduce himself a little bit and then tell us about the project that he's working on right now. And then afterwards, he's going to teach me something new about mind palaces. Hey guys, this is John Simmerlink. Uh, thanks for having me on the show, Patrick. So my life goal is to make education as fast as possible. Uh, I truly believe we can all be learning 10 times faster, whether that's memorizing flashcards, learning new skills. I think there's a huge potential that's untapped in the way we learn. Um, right now I'm working on an app, it's called Branches. The goal, the, the V1 version of Branches makes it so that you spend less time memorizing, you spend less time studying the things you already know, and more time studying the things you don't know. Uh, you can check it out at branches-app.com. That's branches-app.com. It's essentially a flashcard app that tells you the next time you need to review things. Uh, normally, the, the way we study naturally is we cram the night before the exam. We all know that's not good, but if you don't have the tools that prevents us from doing that, branches prevents you from doing that. It, it gives you the tools you need to study better. Now, John, you started this project when? Yeah, so I'm embarrassed saying when I started. I actually I started it back in July. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I just had this idea to like make education as fast as possible. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I uh, just started coding with a prototype. Uh, I, I was working an internship out in California. And then I decided to stay out in California, keep working this project, made a prototype. I uh, realized the code sucked, rewrote the code, got distracted for a few months. And then I'm now I'm working on full-time instead of school. And that's where I am right now. So you couldn't have just jumped right into this. You had to have had some sort of background that made you feel prepared to go into app development full-time and to kind of put school on the back burner. What, what was your experience that kind of brought you up to being able to have this idea? Right, I, I think that's absolutely true. Um, I think well, one thing you're probably familiar with is the narrative fallacy. Uh, Jeff Bezos talks, it about, talks about it in his uh, the biography of him called uh, The Everything Story. And essentially, we're, we think events happen because of clear reasons. Uh, but really, humans are really bad at isolating causality. The truth is, I don't know why I'm doing this. There's, you know, you read a blog post here on education, you take a class here, you think the classes suck, you see some other business idea here, you read a book on memory palaces and all these other things, and somehow they form together and you have a new idea, but you don't really know the exact steps. Uh, with regard for me, to me, like jumping into uh, working the app, I would say the best story is so in high school. I did some web development. I was more on the management side. I didn't know that, how to code that much. And then I got to college, you know, learned some coding, and then like spent a year or two like 
doing an existential crisis and watching Netflix. And then the past year, I kind of got back into startups again. When I, a, uh, when I had a friend who dropped out of college to make a startup, he got a million in funding and is now like, you know, pretty big, uh, getting like semi-famous. And so I thought his idea was decent. Uh, it's like a social media thing. And I'm like, well, I think I have some ideas to make education faster. Um, how about I work in my app? I like I deserve to make it work well. So I just started working on it over the summer. Um, I, I can go more in detail or answer other things. As we've been talking about education, John brought up the concept of mind palaces, and that piqued my interest. I've heard of mind palaces in the past, but I've never actually gotten to execute and figure out what they are. John has read a lot. I was just reading through his reading list, the books that he's gone through, and it's impressed me. So John's going to now teach everybody what a mind palace is, and hopefully I'm going to be able to actually execute on one. All right, guys, this is called a memory palace. This is the technique that the world memory champions use every year to memorize a deck of flashcards in under a minute. Uh, one of the guys who won Jeopardy, he used this to memorize all his facts for Jeopardy. This is the best memory technique, and it's actually not too hard to learn. All right, so we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna walk over here in the building, and essentially what we're doing is you use a building, like your house, uh, a school, something you've been to, something you've been to before, and what we're gonna do is I'm going to say a list of words, I'm going to say one word about every 10 seconds. And what you have to do is memorize all of the words I tell to you. Uh, I'm going to say 20 words overall. And I'm going to give you technique to memorize all of these. So what you do is we're here uh, by, a, by a sort of like water dispenser thing in a cafeteria. And the first word on our list is catapult. So you got to remember that I told you catapult. catapult. So what I would do is buy this big red Coke machine. I'd visualize a giant catapult. And it's like shaking. It's vibrating. They're like splinters shattering off of it. You can hear the catapult rumbling. It's throwing catapult balls like on the ground. Mm -hmm. There are like mini soldiers on the ground. The catapult lands on them. It splatters. And like they all die and scream. There's blood everywhere. Um, so we're visualizing like, like a catapult in this corner. It's attached to the wall. We visualize violence. So we're making like a really memorable image. Right, so the next word on the list we're trying to memorize is salmon. Salmon. So I would visualize actually the catapult uh, tossing the salmon. So the, yeah. So the, it tosses the salmon and it lands right here around the corner onto the ground. There's like this big six foot long salmon on the ground, splattered. There's like fish guts everywhere. There's still blood from like the soldiers and the cannonballs. All right. So we get the catapult through the salmon. Uh, next word is computer. Okay. So I'd actually visualize a computer on the ground right there where the salmon was. Uh -huh. And it's actually the salmon that lands into the computer, uh -huh. but it's just, it doesn't just land there. It, uh, it shatters the computer screen. And there's like this big hole in there. It gets caught on one of the jagged uh, glass edges. It's like a pail. There's blood like squirting out like a fountain. Yeah, exactly. You said, oh, that means you're visualizing it. That's good. Um, we'll, all right. Next word is Superman. So I would visualize Superman coming off the glass. He like sucker punches the glass, does his Superman flight over into like the milk dispenser over here. And he also punches the milk dispenser and milk just flies and shatters everywhere. It's like all over us. We're all milky now. Uh, next word is Obama. So Superman actually, when he flies into the milk machine, uh, he lands on top of Obama. And he like lands on Obama's, soldier, uh, Obama's shoulders and they start fighting. Uh, like kung fu style or whatever fighting is, and they actually don't start fighting; they start 
uh, that they're homosexual. So they start having sex, you know, something really visual and not, you, you got to visualize it all the way. So like visualize uh, Superman taking off Obama's trousers and, you know, uh, giving him a blowjob. I mean, you, you, you want to visualize it. If you're laughing, that's good. All right. So uh, next word is mattress. So actually Obama and Superman conveniently, they land on this mattress mm -hmm. and now like they all, you know, all their clothes are off. They're going like doggy style on the mattress. Um, uh, Superman's on the back, Obama's on the front. Um, so we have a big mattress here, and when I say big mattress, it's like a, let's do a pink mattress, that'll make it visual. So we have like a, actually rainbow mattress. We have like a, a 12 foot rainbow mattress right here. Um, it's covering up this entire desk that we have. Uh, next word is toilet. So I would visualize the mat, the corner of the mattress sticking on the toilet right here. Uh -huh. It's not just any toilet, it's swirling around, it's overflowing. There's, you know, shit spewing out of it. There's urine spewing out of it. There's blood in it. Oh, there's, like, everything nasty in it. And it's, like, landing all over the bed. Um, all right. Next word is grandmother. Mm -hmm. So the toilet's right here. And grandmother, she, your grandmother, she flies out of the toilet. She's covered in the shit. She's covered in the blood. She's covered in the urine. And she's also naked because that's really visual. And uh, so she, she flies out of the toilet, lands, like, belly plants right here on the floor. Like her, her saggy tits are on the ground and they're they're all soggy and everything. So grandmother's right there. Yeah. Um, next word is quicksand. Quicksand. So we're in this hallway right here, and we see grandmother on the ground right there, and she gets, she starts getting swallowed by quicksand. Mm -hmm. And you you see her leg go down, and then her body, and then her neck, and then her head, and then she sticks her hand out. She's calling for your help, but you won't save her, and she drowns and is screaming. And yeah, grandmother's gone. Next word is tsunami. So there's like a bunch of sand right here. We're trying to run away from it. We're being drawn into the like the whirlpool of sand, but we're trying to get away. But then suddenly a tsunami comes out of the quicksand and it just floods and splashes all over the walls right here. And there's just water everywhere in this room. In fact, now the water's rising. It's like two feet high, four feet high, it's eight feet high. We're drowning. Me and Patrick are going blah, blah, blah. We can't breathe anymore. This entire hallway is drowned with water. All right, so here in the water, there's a tsunami. We're drowning. There's eight feet of water in this hallway. Uh, there's a conveyor belt in this hallway because we're in like a cafeteria thing. So uh, next word is hat. So like out from where this conveyor belt is coming, there's this giant hat that comes. It like springs out of here. It expands into like a 20 foot wide like, top hat. And the hat just starts slurping up the water. You can like see its mouth. It slurps all the water. All the water gets drunken up. You hear the slurping noise. And now there's just like this giant wet hat that's just like filling up this entire room. And we're getting squished by the hat. We're being pushed against the wall. Feel yourself being pushed against the wall. All right, next word is finger. So I would visualize a giant red swollen finger that's like 20 feet long, and it just digs and tears a hole into the hat. It rubs off the, the rubber. Uh, there's this hole, the finger comes out, and it impales itself. It goes all the way over to the elevator over here and like impales itself into the elevator. Big red swollen finger. Next word is Pinocchio. So the vertical part of the finger is right here. I visualize Pinocchio uh, pole dancing on the, on, the, on the finger. So like, you know, he's got his thigh out like a knee. He's wearing a bikini. Uh, maybe he takes off the bikini while he's pole dancing. And he's got this giant nose. It's like, you know, it's like 20 feet long because you know, it's Pinocchio. So, uh, and his nose, it's like, you know, he's spinning around and just like knocking over these napkins and like all these chairs in the room. Like he's just causing havoc. Okay. Next word is wolf. So, uh, you can visualize the wolf biting off Pinocchio's nose, like munching on it. Or, this is more visual. 
So Pinocchio, he's got a long nose. Well, he also has a really long dick. So Pinocchio is double penetrating the wolf right here. Uh, like we, one one nose in one spot and then his dick in the other spot. All right, so he's he's visualizing it. That's really good because um, he's laughing. Uh, after the wolf, the next word is belly button. So this whole yeah yeah we're we're in fifteen yeah this whole room right here with all those tables it's just like one massive belly button. It's like a thirty foot wide belly button. And the wolf right here after you know he just got you know brutally um, you know penetrated. He he dives into here out of fear into the into the belly button and he he tears it up like he's just like like eating like a rabid dog like tearing the belly button there's like chunks of flesh like flying uh -huh. everywhere all right next word is snake so you got this massive belly button over there a snake tears out of the belly button comes out it's like this giant python uh it's got chunks of belly button in its mouth and it comes over here to this pole that we're at and wraps itself around the pole python. All right, so we have the snake here wrapped around the pole. Next word is gun. So, actually, no, no, no. Next word is stop sign. Stop sign. So uh, the snake, um, it's, it's wrapped around this pole, and it uh, there's actually this inside of the snake is a stop sign. So you kind of like see like the lump inside of its like body, and like the stop sign kind of like gets propelled up to the front of the snake, and the snake throws up the stop sign. It lands over here on these chairs, and it's like a. It's got like mucus all over it because right, you know it's a right, stop sign, and uh, you can like hear the stop sign like scrape along the ground, and it scrapes along like the metal floor and the metal rebar or whatever's in there. You hear that noise, and you see like all the carpet torn up. Okay. Stop sign is there. Next word is gun. Okay. So I visualize uh, like a gun shooting out of the um, the stop sign, and there's like bullet holes like going off of the stop sign, and like the it's like a machine gun, right? And it lands, it lands, uh, it flies itself all the way over here to like the windows over there, crashes the windows, and it's just on the ground, it's smoking. Mm -hmm. So you hear it. Next word is baby. Mm -hmm. So actually, uh, right there at the windows, there's a baby, and it got hit by the machine gun and got like totally impaled by the machine gun. But even though that happened, it picks up the machine gun and just shoots itself. Yeah. And like, I didn't want to make that image because I love babies. My sister just had a, just, my sister just had a baby, but it's memorable because you hate it so much. Mm -hmm. All right, after baby, we have tarantula. Okay. So there's this giant tarantula in that corner over there. And it like, you know, it crawls over, picks up the baby and just starts munching on it. Uh -huh. And like, by munching on it, you see it like tearing off its arm, blood comes out, tears off its head, so on and so on. Uh -huh. the, the, the tarantula is satisfied. All right, so that is all 20 words. We're gonna, we're gonna have Patrick recall all the 20 words. He can either go in reverse order or uh, starting order, whatever is easiest for him. Alright, so I feel more comfortable telling the story as it was. I remember on the side of the Coca-Cola machine we had a catapult and the catapult was throwing, that was first words, throwing salmon, second word, onto a computer screen, third word, which Superman pops out of, number four, and then lands with Obama, five, and on top of a rainbow mattress, six, the rainbow mattress gets spewed shit on, I think, or the mattress falls into shit inside of a toilet. And then that toilet is number seven and out pops my grandma number eight. Grandma gets stuck in quicksand number nine and then soaked up by a tsunami ten. Number eleven is hat, which comes out of the conveyor belt over there by the dishes. And then number twelve, which is a finger poking out of it. The finger pokes out and goes into the ground, which Pinocchio is strip dancing on. Number thirteen, number fourteen is 
the wolf. The wolf is getting penetrated by Pinocchio. Um, was that 14? Yeah. So number 15 is the wolf jumps into a belly button. 15. Number 16, after the belly button, a snake jumps out of the belly button and wraps itself around the post out of after 16 there's 17 because there's a stop sign inside of the snake the stop sign then has a gun shoot out of it the gun goes onto the wall and a baby gets hit by it the baby then shoots itself 19 and then the last one 20 is tarantula did i get him yeah he got all 20 right uh people are giving us strange looks around here let's go to a different room <laughs> So I was somehow able to remember all 20 of those words along with the story. The story helped me on a couple of the times where I felt like I was getting lost. The story helped to reaffirm that. So it, it worked in some way. So how did it work, John? Yeah, so there are three ways uh, essentially that your mind has evolved, your brain has evolved from other things. One is visual spatial things. Uh, you can do tests on mice. If they walk into a room once and then leave the room, uh, and come back like two weeks later or something to like get a thing of cheese they like know what the room looks like uh, visual spatial memory is really strong so we're, we're kind of hacking the human brain by walking around and attaching these things or memorizing to a visual spatial place uh, the second thing that your brain is really good at memorizing is really salient or unusual things or really violent or sexual things so all so like violence and blood like that triggers fear your bot your your genes don't want to die, they want to reproduce themselves. Uh, so your brain makes sure it notices scary or dangerous things like violence. Your genes also want to reproduce themselves. So your brain is very noticing of like, you know, the hot attractive guy or girl over there. So if you can visualize sex or some other thing, your brain remembers that. Another thing that your brain remembers is not by memorizing like facts in isolation, but stories. Uh, people who make movies know this, stories are really memorable. Uh, PowerPoints, books aren't. So if you can make a story and link each item to the next item, it's like a compression algorithm for your brain. Your brain just like automatically remembers it. Uh, so yeah, the three things are visual spatial memory uh, by using a memory palace. Put an item in each location of your palace. The second is really salient, crazy images like violence, sexual, gross, unusual. And then the third thing is make a story out of it. Connect each item to each other. Uh, that way, as soon as you think of one item, you'll think of the one before it and you'll think of the one after it.